Follow Chicago's home for sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is ESPN 1000. Yeah, it's it's not White Sox pregame. I've been busy doing that the last three days, paying attention to the guys in the uh, black and white uniforms as they uh, won a game yesterday. Brian Handley, Fred Huebner with you here on ESPN 1000-312-332-3776. Brian, there's nothing more disgusting than losing two games to the Angels. <laughs> Unless it's the Royals. Um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or or the Oakland A's. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, go down the list. Yeah, yeah the last two weeks, uh, my favorite baseball team was a losing series to the Royals, the A's, the Angels. They always seem to start a series off well, and they did again last night with an eight nothing win. And Dylan Cease going five innings after he threw fifty pitches in the first two, he settled down. He struck out ten. The bats came to life. The question is, can they do it in games two and three of a series down in Texas? Let me ask you a question. Yeah. If I were to propose, uh, I, I'm Jed Hoyer and I dolly up there, Rick Hahn. Hey, would you like Kyle Hendricks for Dylan Cease? Can we make that deal? Would no. you make that deal? No. Of course you wouldn't. No. Of course you wouldn't. Because one guy can throw 100 miles an hour. Yeah. And, the, you know, and he's younger, obviously. But that, I mean, the throw in that, in that trade, Dylan Cease, when, when, you know, was a lawyer for Jose, um, it's unbelievable because Dylan Cease is a keeper, right? Yep. Well, and and, and, and it's something they they've had to work a while on them. And well, but but that's fine. You yeah. have the luxury to do it because you right. didn't need him right away, right? right? Right. But you can't coach 100 miles an hour. I mean, he, how many times has he struck out 10 or more in starts this year? I think it's like he's second or third in baseball. I think Garrett Cole has the first, and I think he's done it nine times. Amen. Yeah. I mean that that it it you you've got you've got a keeper here. I mean. I, I don't know ultimately if he's going to be a better starter than uh, Michael Kopech when Kopech gets in the rotation, but but you know it's probably up for debate at this point. Sure, you know, sure. Because we haven't seen Kopech in the rotation yet. No. So. No, we haven't. Um, you want to talk a little bit of White Sox baseball? We'll talk a lot of Bears. We're here till eleven o'clock before Chicago's college tailgate as uh, another big Saturday in college football. They all are, aren't they? I mean, you know, can you have a moment of silence for Illinois right now. Please? Yeah, I know. I know. Thank you. Well, I, I didn't have to. I was busy watching White Sox baseball. I know. No till, one was watching. Until 11 15. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think Brent Maryland, Fielma's parents weren't watching. That. Yeah, I mean, Maryland has been a pretty decent team, haven't they, over the last couple of years? Or maybe I'm just thinking uh, of basketball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think so. They beat I know Texas, Illinois, and everyone thinks that, uh, they beat that's Texas. a big win. Yeah. 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 yeah everybody hey, remember does. when Illinois beat Nebraska? That was cool. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, you know, it, it's college football. So there's there's a lot of college football today. Black and Abdallah, they uh, they eat, sleep, drink college football when they're not here with the Waddle and Sylvie show. And um, so not they, the only thing they drink. No, no, I know they don't. Yeah, you know, I know um, Abdallah is a big craft beer guy. Yeah, and uh, uh, I'm not. I think Black just drinks whatever they put in front of him. That's yeah, especially on a Saturday, watching college football basically from the time they get out of here. Actually, that's dangerous. While they're, while they're here, uh, yeah. you know, while they're here doing the uh, the show, so college. Chicago's college tailgate comes up at 11 o'clock. We'll talk a lot of Bears. They play their second game of the season. Brian and I haven't had a chance to sit and discuss what happened last week. Um, So we will talk about that. We've got a couple of uh, football poll questions up. You want to talk some White Sox baseball, 312-332-3776. Two weeks ago, I had no idea who Romy Gonzalez was. Right. And then he ends up having to pitch the other day when Mm -hmm. uh, Mike Wright, 
by mistake, apparently, hits uh, Shohei Otani in, so. in the lower calf. Um, yeah. You know, it's not like Shohei was going to complain. He wasn't going to miss a lot of action. Um, the Sox, he was 0 for 9 in the first two games of the series. He had two infield singles in the third game. And um, the White Sox did get hit in the head, in the arm, uh, numerous places throughout the game and or the series. And yet Tony's not against, you know, having his pitcher throw at guys. But he said after the game, he goes, he didn't throw at him. There was no reason for him to be thrown out. So Romy Gonzalez has to come in to throw a pitch. And I'm really starting to think, Brian, that hitters have a better chance of hitting a 100-mile-an-hour fastball than a ball just lobbed up Absolutely. to the plate. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. And, but Gonzalez, I mean, he was going to be in for Tim Anderson yesterday. The big, you know, the bigger news is Tim yep. Anderson got consecutive games and, you know, I hope I assume he'll be in today, right? Uh, you know, he he talked his way into the lineup yesterday. Yes, basically. he did. Yeah, he was God not in the him. opening lineup, and he said, "Listen, I want to play. Right. I want to get into some rhythm." Uh, he played seven innings. He got a double to lead off the game yeah. yesterday. He played through seven, and then Romy Gonzalez mm-hmm. went from right field to to shortstop after yeah. his three hit performance, and uh, pretty good. Yeah, it's not and. It's weird because as a Sox fan, the last couple of weeks has been, have been tough because guys hey, haven't been since around. The All-Star, since the All-Star game, it's been tough. Yep. I mean, they're basically a 500 team. Yep, they are. And, and look, I know no one's making, you know, Tony poo-pooed the whole home field advantage thing. If it's there for you, why not grab it? Right. Yeah. You're, th- th- I think you're still the best home field team in the American League. Yes, you right are. Now. Yes, you are. Okay, so it means something. Yeah. It, I mean, the, the numbers say it means something. And his, historically, the, the home field advantage numbers say it means something. Now, you don't have to go, you know, it doesn't have to be the be-all, end-all. But if you just play good baseball, how many games back are they now? Two or, two or three I of think, Houston? Let me check. I wanted to see what the Astros yeah. did last night because I know, yeah, yeah they won in 10, so they're three back. Yeah, I think so three I mean, it, it's, it's a little bit of a climb here with right. the time remaining. But the, but the teams they're playing, you've got the White Sox have Texas, Detroit, yes. and Cleveland on this 11-game road trip. Then they come home to play Cincinnati, who probably at that time will be out. They're still right there. Cincinnati right now just a game out of a wild card spot. And then they wrap up the season with three against Detroit. So the White Sox, this is the time to make, hey, grab that spot. So yeah, you have the Astros back. coming here. Yeah. 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 Feel free to, to run the table on these teams and and. You know, get a little, I don't know, get a little sense of urgency, a little momentum going. It, it wouldn't hurt. I no. mean, instead of the staccato, hey, look, Anderson gets in there, there's eight runs. It's God bless him. But other when he's not in there, it's one run, two runs, maybe yeah. three. Yeah. I mean, it's tough. It's not, I, I, everyone says Dexter Fowler, you know, he go, we go. Right. It's amazing how what a, a different look he gives that lineup or a different feel anyway. No, there's no doubt. When he's in the first inning, when he's standing on base yeah. and he's sitting there hitting his, his fist together and he's looking back to the dugout, seems like good things happen when he gets on base. You want to talk some Sox baseball, 312-332-3776. The magic number is five, and I always try to poo-poo it because – Let's be honest. The last two months, we've known the Sox are going to win the uh, Central, oh, sure. and we've pretty much known they're going to play the Astros. Okay, mm-hmm. we've known that for so this is also anticlimactic. But I guess, and I heard Tony say it yesterday. Um, you know, you, you get four chances really to celebrate um, and pop the champagne. So I guess they're going to do that uh, when you clinch the division. When you sounds the, like you're not a celebrate the division guy. Uh, Am I reading that wrong? Yeah, no, I, I think we're sell- winning the division's fine. But then you go from one to the other. So you know what? These guys bust their tail from. Um, I think it, I think any celebration is a good celebration. Why not? It's a long slog. Yeah, 
Let them have some fun, yeah. you know, and give everyone, you know, then the lineup the next day looks like, who's that and where'd this guy come from? I think everyone's hung over. But maybe you save the goggles for, uh, you know, yeah. the, the getting to the World <laughs> Series or the World Series. You know, the goggles will be sitting there. I'm going to use yeah. those later. Don't spray yeah. me in the face. Let's, yeah. let's save yeah. that for, you know, the bigger thing. But, uh, you know, sure, the earliest they can clinch right now is Monday. And earlier this week, I was doing Sox pre and post game. So Wednesday when I came in, they could have clinched by Saturday. Well, that keeps getting pushed. They lost a couple sure. of games. Cleveland won a game here or whatever. And last night, the Yankees hit four homers. Joey Gallo hits two of them. He's mm. doing what the Yankees wanted him to do. Better late than never. Yeah, exactly. And he hits a couple of home runs, and they knock off Cleveland 8 to nothing. So the White Sox went from a seven magic number before the games yesterday. Now the magic number is five. Lance Lynn takes the bump later on today. And when I said earlier, everything seems to be working out. It's like all the guys that were on the IL, now they're starting to come back. Lance Lynn is back. Giolito pitched well the other day. He only threw four innings, but his pitch count was up. So they said, listen, we don't need you to pitch anymore. Um, Dylan C's pitching well. Rodon, they pushed him, so he's not pitching in this series, but he'll be pitching against Detroit. Um, everything seems to be doing well. Grandal had his 30-game uh, on base streak snap last night, but he's still now you know, behind the plate, and he's been helping the team since he came back. So it seems like resting these guys, putting them on the IL, the injuries to everybody, it's all starting to come around. I think the only guy right now who's not where he needs to be is Eloy Jimenez. Um, you know, he ran into a wall last week or earlier this week. He caught yep. the ball, and then Funny. basically Tony says, put your heels on the warning track. Don't go back for the ball. Well, I love he, he rolled over and gave the peace sign. Like, yeah. I'm, a, I'm good. Yeah. Everything's good. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It, it was nice to see uh, that he actually made a catch and he was happy and didn't get hurt after he ran into a wall. And let it's, me not, check. it's not the let most me... intimidating wall either. There's padding no. at the top and bottom and it's chain link. So chain you, would, link. you wouldn't think it'd be that bad. Let me uh, check your Dallas Keiko pulse here. Uh, your Apple Watch probably does that for you. It does. Okay, so that, that start this week. I, I mean, two weeks ago, you had Jeff Passan Telling Waddle and Sylvie he's on the playoff roster. And then we asked Jesse about it, and he said, oh, absolutely he is. And I'm like, why? Because he came out and laid another Dallas Keuchel egg. So then he goes out and, you know, looks somewhat like Dallas Keuchel's supposed to look for the $18 million he's getting paid. I, I still don't think he's done enough, and I don't see the point other than he's a veteran guy making a lot of money, and maybe you don't want to embarrass him. But are, is he on your roster to start the first series or not? I, there'd be no reason for him to be. And that's right, because they're talking, yeah. well, he's a long relief guy. So what, he's a mop-up guy. Either you're up big or you're losing big, and that's what Romy Gonzalez is for. <laughs> yeah, or, or or even Ronaldo Lopez, Ronaldo, yes. who actually Ooh. has pitched well. He gave up two homers the other day and then yeah. a bunch of a couple of infield singles and things like that. It yeah. was it was not a great outing, but better than even even Keuchel's win this week. If you watch the game, I know it, uh, it, there were it, guys it, on base everywhere. Right? Yeah, it wasn't. There's a little traffic out there. Yeah, just a little bit. Um, you may have had your eye on, you know, if you had Illinois, you may have had your eye on the Cubs last night. I'm not sure. Oh, I, I Look, I don't want to step on the odds couple's turf here. Yeah. You could make some money. Anytime the Cubs are up four, five, or seven runs, Go the you, other get, way. To, you get, get in that in-game wagering yep. and grab those odds for 10 bucks, 20 bucks. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you can pay your rent one month. Well, last night, the Cubs had a 4 nothing lead. They scored four go. runs, I want to say, mm -hmm. in the fourth inning. They immediately gave up three. To Milwaukee and Milwaukee came back. They get an eight five win. Milwaukee's magic number is two. Their tenth this is the part that should bother Cub fans. There is Milwaukee's tenth straight win over the Cubs. Yeah. 
Nice um, rivalry. It yeah. kind of bears Packers like it's becoming. And, and you know what else? The Cubs could have used the second baseman unless they, you know, going into the season because they were going to run with Bodie, right? Because Horner wasn't ready. Uh, that's yeah. what they told us, Bodie. But you know what the Brewers did? They went out and got Colton Wong. And he had three hits last night. He's now playing second base and hitting in the order for a team that's going to the playoffs again. Um, they're going to the postseason, I yeah. think, for the fourth straight time. And um, Meanwhile, Christian Yelich had to buy 10,000 tickets for this weekend because tickets are available. I mean, does I anyone up there like baseball? I, I know. They're are all, you kidding me? They're all are worried about me? the Packers. They're all worried. Well, you ought to be. <laughs> you should Apparently. be. Yeah. Here's the other thing, and this is from the Elias Sports Bureau. The Cubs are the first team in Major League Baseball history to lose twice in a season by eight runs or more after leading by seven runs. They yeah. lost 15 to seven to the Brewers on June 30th when they were that leading. That was Jake Arrieta. I made money yeah. on that game. Yes, I, yes, you did. They, I remember. Yeah, seven zip. I, I immediately got to open my sports book app and said, I'm a Cubs fan, but I'm not stupid. Yeah. And so, then they lost 17 to eight the other yeah, day after leading by seven to seven runs. Yeah. yeah. I'm telling you, there have been. Five of those games, whatever that, where you're up four runs, four nothing right away, and yep. boom goes the dynamite. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, I, it's it's amazing that it's been happening. And I mean, if you're a Cub fan, the one thing to look forward to, and I know, you know, who knows what's going to happen next year? Who knows what they're going to sign in the off season? Who would be willing to come and play for this team? Well, um, now that's the Schwindy City, he's going to be recruiting. And listen, I mean, he he homered again. About the only game he hasn't homered in the last two weeks is, is, the, one you is the game I bet on him to hit a home run. That's every, <laughs> every other game, he hits a home run. It's crazy. And I said that's the first step of the 12-step program. I bet Frank Schwindel to hit a home run. Uh-huh. But, I mean, and look, he's had at least one hit in 35 of 42 games since coming to the Cubs. That's, yeah. I, you can't belittle that. I mean, the guy's out there busting his hump. Yep. Now, what that – I mean, they're meaningless games, so I don't know what – that translates to given his age and everything else. He'll be here for a couple of years as a placeholder, I suppose. I mean, God bless him. He's he's do he's been given an opportunity. Is making boy more more than anyone saw coming. But it's hard to get excited when this team can give up four runs, you know, four run leads, seven run leads once a week. Yeah, you know? and they have been doing it. Don't worry, we will get to Bears conversation probably right at the bottom of the hour at nine thirty. We'll start talking some Bears. We got a couple of poll questions up there for you. Bears taking on the Bengals as they open up their home season. Weird schedule this this year. Every other week they play home road, home road, home road. Mm-hmm. And um, so after last week losing to the Rams out in Los Angeles, they are here at Soldier Field tomorrow, a noon kickoff. Don't miss the pregame show with Miller and Meller. Um, Dion Miller, Jeff Meller with the pregame show here on ESPN 1000. We come back. I just want to touch on an article that was written by Jason Stark in The Athletic because, you know, Major League Baseball still trying to cut down the time of games. And I got to tell you, when you sit and do Sox pre and post game, you would love to see the time of games cut down. Yesterday, it took an hour and 50 minutes to play three innings, the first three innings of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was a great article by Jason Stark in The Athletic. I just want to hit on some of the things and get your opinions on if you think this is something that could work in Major League Baseball. We'll do that. We come back. 312-332-3776. Hanley and Hubner on ESPN 1000. ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Twitter at ESPN 1000. You want to talk a little bit of baseball? We're here for you. 
Hubner and Hanley, 312-332-3776. We're going to get into some Bears conversation, um, probably about 10 or 15 minutes. And uh, also, um, today is a special day. I mentioned Dion Miller, part of our pregame show here on ESPN 1000. Um, it's great talking to Dion. I had her on the show here a couple week, uh, boy, a couple months ago, and then I also had her on my uh, my podcast that I do. She's just great. She's a lot of fun. She's uh, just great to listen to, and she's very very knowledgeable. And it's great listening to her. Um, she she stopped at a lot of places around uh, the country before she got to Chicago, and uh, loves being here on ABC Seven. But she had a great feature the other day on uh, Steve McMichael because today is the um, a less turn. Or ALS Walk for Life, and um, mm. we're gonna we're gonna play that feature that she did in case any of you might have missed it. Um, the ALS Walk for Life over at Soldier Field later on today, actually getting underway around. Um, they're signing up now, I know, and there's an award ceremony at ten thirty. So we'll Beautiful play that. Day for it, for oh, it's sure. a gorgeous day. Yeah. It is so nice because um, the humidity's like out of the. I don't know where the rain came from last night, but the humidity is like out of the uh, forecast. And it was like, I was driving in, it said like seventy three. I said, uh, mm-hmm. "This is awesome. This is my favorite weather." I mean, absolutely, you know, no the, doubt about it. Low seventies, low to mid seventies, a nice little breeze. I mean, perfect. Uh, if you're skinny. Put on a coat. Um, I'm not that skinny. I don't need a coat. It's gorgeous outside. So, but anyway, there's words a, of wisdom today. If yes. you're skinny, put on a coat. If you're skinny, put on a coat. Uh, if it's raining, you know, either get wet or wear a hat. Take an umbrella with you. Those bracabellas. I can't believe they didn't make it more. You know, I you put on the hat with them. That's, that's Although, awesome. If the person was sitting in front of you at the game wearing one, yes. thinks you're like get the tit. Take I know. That off. Yeah, it's bad. Um, the athletic Hated reference. There you go. Yeah, just a little bit, but that's okay. Um, the athletic. <laughs> is great. Um, they, there's so many different writers. If you love following sports, not only here in Chicago, but around the country and even around the world, you can uh, tap into any of their soccer uh, coverage from the English Premier League, Bundesliga, and all that stuff. The Athletic had an article the other day, and I didn't notice this originally, but it was uh, retweeted on Twitter yesterday. It was from Jason Stark and talking about we knew, Brian, before the season like three or four of the lower minor league uh, leagues put together, you know, they were going to experiment with some ways yeah, to speed up the They were the, the lab. Game. They were yes. laboratories for yeah. the rules and maybe coming to MLB. Yeah, we'll find out how bad the arms are for the ones that, you know, put the mound back a little bit or the uh, the pitching rubber back mm-hmm. a little bit. But there were a lot of other ones where you could only, you know, throw to first a certain number of times. But the California League had a 15-second pitch clock. Now, 17 seconds with runners on base. Um so you have to start your delivery within 15 seconds. And in the California League, before they put this in, their average game was three hours and two minutes. Mm-hmm. After they put it in, two hours and 41 minutes. They cut mm-hmm. it by 21 minutes. Pretty good. Yeah. And you look at the average time in Major League Baseball over the 10-year increments. 1981, two hours and 33 minutes. 91, 248. 01, 258. I see a trend. Yeah, went down a little in 11, uh, 2051, but in 2021, where we are now, uh, three hours and nine minutes. So since the arrival of uh, of the clock, the league has seen more runs scored, more action, more homers, fewer walks, and fewer strikeouts. Um, Just two Major League Baseball games this year have gone um, under two hours and 13 minutes. Just two? Yeah, just Mark two. Mark Burley's 
Oh boy, Mark exactly. Hurley's no longer in the league. No, yeah. you're looking for a guy like that. Yeah. But the and the biggest problem with this is they talked to James McCann, former White Sox catcher, former Tigers catcher, now with the Mets, not having the year he had hoped for. Hmm. Um, but they all say major league players say you can't do it. We don't want it. We've got to you know think about who's up. Get the sign from the dugout. Re, re, you know, send the sign to the pitcher. Pitchers got to think sign. about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Shake it off a few times, but. <laughs> I think it's a great thing. I've never been that concerned. All of baseball players are saying the same thing that the old school guys said. Baseball's the one sport that doesn't have a clock. Right. And I understand that. That's great. But it doesn't mean you have to have a four-hour game. <laughs> no. No. doesn't mean. And most Cub fans remember Steve Traxel. Um the human rain delay. Yeah. He, I mean, he would constantly he just be there and just yeah. wait and wait and wait. And yeah. when you watch a pitcher, uh, Romy Gonzalez. He just got the ball and threw it. He wasn't even worried about signs. I'm sitting yeah, there I laughing. Mean, yeah. Yeah, because he's not what's he gonna not do? He's not overthinking it. No. <laughs> and the first thing the funny thing is the first pitch that went to the plate said slider, and I'm going, or change up, and I'm going, no. that's not change up, it's just seventy some miles an hour. That's what he throws. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, how do you feel about that? Would you be okay with a pitch clock coming to major league baseball? Absolutely. Absolutely it would be. I mean and do you keep the a relief pitcher still has to you know uh, face three batters, you know, so you're not having right. managers wear out the side going back and forth to the mound with pitching changes. There's ways of doing it without being, you know, without going radical and saying you can't shift and you can't do this. And, can, right. you know, there, it's a simple fix. Yeah. You know, there's a shot clock in the NBA. No one wanted that when it first showed up, right? Right, exactly. Come on. Yeah. You know, you want the four corners offense back? You know, <laughs> it's like, I, I have no issue with it. You, you you can you can get the sign. You can know what you're going to do in 15 or 17 seconds. Right. I mean, come on. Yeah. From the time you get the ball, from the time the pitcher gets the ball back, 15 seconds, 17 seconds with runners on base, it doesn't seem like that much of a of, of a push. I and mean, you just went through it. I mean, yeah. more more offense, uh-huh. right? more scoring. Uh, the all the things they're trying to fix. You know, less strikeouts. You, you're. That, that they're trying to figure out all that right instead of the likely outcomes home run or strikeouts or walk that's what if that is done in the california league maybe it doesn't do it to the degree in major league baseball because you have you know better talent and pitching and all that right but it's got it's got to be worth looking at and i don't know if that has to be collectively bargained because all the players are against it i don't believe it it does i because, think it does I think the article, and Tyler Rocky read the article too. I think the article said there has to be, it's something that has to be collectively. I believe it does. I think one of the interesting things with this whole concept is if you polled a lot of younger fans, I think they all enjoy the new rules that have been implemented in baseball these last couple of years, whether it's the seven inning double headers or the the runner on second in, in extra innings. Those are things that the baseball purists don't like. However, I think the younger crowd would be willing to concede those two things if it brought in a pitch clock and took the average time of the game down to 240, 245 or something like that. And you see I, improved offense as well. Yeah. The, the, the free runner, I, I, I was not for, and I'm kind of warming up to it because there are, there are different ways to handle that in terms of strategy, right? There are. Yeah, we, I mean, we, a couple of weeks ago, we saw an intentional balk to move the guy to third so he couldn't steal signs. Sure. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, crazy stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, there, you know, Some people want to get, you know, load up the bases or increase the double play, whatever it is. It's 
it's interesting. I mean, there there are different ways to handle it. Uh, I'm warming up to that. I'm not sure about the seven inning doubleheader. Then charge me less for the game too, will you? Yeah, for the ticket. Right. No, I agree with that. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Let's go to Lincoln One and Ray. You're on ESPN One Thousand. Hey, Ray. Yeah, I've got a point. It's not always the pitchers that are holding the ball. It's the batters. The batters step out every single time and adjust all the straps on their arms and their shoulders and their groin. They're the ones that don't step back into the batter's box. I think we need a pitch clock uh, clock on the batters to get back in the box. Well, they'd have to be in there too, right? Yeah. If that that pitch is coming, the umpire is not going to give you time to step out. You're 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 in and you're ready to go. I thought they had a rule, Ray, a couple of years ago yeah. that you couldn't step out of the box. They step out after every I know. pitch. Yeah. I know. Yeah, and they're they do. the ones who are causing as much of the delay as the pitcher. The pitcher has the ball, but how can he pitch if the batter's not in the box? Well, you got too many yeah. straps. Back yeah. in the day, you didn't have all the straps. You're right. Thanks, Ray. I appreciate it. I think one of the best strap. calls we got a couple months ago was just remove Velcro from the game of baseball, and, <laughs> and that will yeah. ultimately uh, shorten up the games. Yeah. But it's called a pitch clock, but it's only just called that in nature. It is. Right. Enforced for the hitter as well. Sure, sure it is. Sure. And, and you do, I mean, you know, Sox fans, Paul Canerco, every single time would step out of the box. Uh, Nomar Garcia Parra, who was with the Cubs for a brief period, but he was with the Red Sox. Same thing. Stepped see, out every time. The umpire, can just, the umpires can say pitch, just yeah. point pitch, and he can call the pitch while right. the guy's standing there with the, the Velcro. Yeah. I mean, he, technically, you have to request time. You step out. I mean, the umpire can still say, get in here, let's go. Right. Yeah, he can. So I'm eager to see how this goes because uh, this is one rule I'd like to see. Um, I, I, the man on second base, the thing, the only part that bothers me is when Liam Hendricks gives up a home run. Now you're down two runs instead of just one. If yeah. you give up a home run leading off the tenth, uh, now you're down two runs and it's tougher to come back uh, in a game. But that's I get, think that was actually the goal of baseball too because now they wanted that because right. the game will end sooner. And, um, you know, uh, unless it's the Cubs, they go up four. Next thing you know, (laughs) speaking of the Cubs, John from Evanston wanted to talk about the North Siders. What's up, John? Hey, guys, you know, everybody talks about, you know, what the Cubs should do. And every look, I got a question for you. When the Bears screw up or something, you talk about management being involved or when the White Sox hired Tony while the owner of the club was trying to make amends with Tony. Why not just come down to the point and say the reason the Cubs are in the position they're in and probably will be for a while is because ownership threw their money around Wrigleyville trying to build a hotel and, and trying to get their own station like the Yankees. And, hey, you know what? If they would have thought that through a little more and wouldn't have been so thrifty with the money, They'd have the money to sign these players, and they wouldn't have had to have the fire sale. It's ownership that's responsible for the Cubs' problems. It's I, I think I think uh, everyone's on the record saying that. Yeah. I mean, no, you know, they didn't see the pandemic coming when they we were buying up Wrigleyville and building hotels <laughs> and buildings. And I, I think it's you know, excuses. yeah. Thanks, John. I think Tom Ricketts, yeah. you know, when he walks around the ballpark, is still, you know, maybe they're not saying it to his face, but. He seems to have more gray hair. I saw him uh, on the big uh, Chris Bryant uh, return. Here's your medal 17 from the scoreboard ceremony. Right. Yeah. Seems to have more gray hair. I don't know what that's about. It translates from what's gone. It's absolutely ownership. They, this is the direction that they, they told Jed Hoyer, here are your marching orders. Do it. Yeah, exactly. And uh, 
Yeah, it is kind of scary. As I looked up at the screen on the ESPN, I mentioned that the Brewers have won 10 in a row. Um, it's the longest stretch in the series between the Cubs and Brewers. That's even more sad because the, the run the Cubs went on, you would have thought maybe somewhere along the line they would have dominated Milwaukee, but um, no. Not Wrigley Field North anymore. No, no, not like this. 312-332-3776, you want to jump in, talk more baseball. Otherwise, we're going to go football. The Bears take on the Bengals. It's game two of the season, the home opener at Soldier Field tomorrow, a noon kickoff. We'll talk about that, talk about some of the poll questions we have up. All that and more, we'll talk to you when we come back after this on ESPN 1000. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Facebook at ESPN Chicago. This is ESPN 1000. Gorgeous Saturday morning, talking a little baseball. We'll get some football worked in as the Bears and Bengals get ready to go at it. Brian, a couple guys got to us on um, Twitter and... um, you can get to me at uh, Fred underscore Hubner, you at Brian Hanley 534. Um, Ramon says baseball is supposed to be a getaway, not something you want to get away from. Otherwise, why even get involved in baseball? Speed up pitch time and don't let the, the hitter step out of the box would be a challenge for both the hitter and the batter. That's what the pitcher and the batter are going to tell us. And again, they're playing the game. So if it's something that has to be, you know, uh, collectively bargained on, that might be difficult. Look, I, I mean, I enjoy a pitcher's duel, but so I, I. apparently we're in a very small minority. That that said, who doesn't want to see more? I want to see more than strikeout walks and home runs, right? Yep. I, w- sure. I want to see traffic, other than Dallas Keuchel putting them there. I want to see traffic <laughs> on the base paths, right? Yeah. I want to see crooked numbers going up. I want to see good defensive plays. I want to see the ball in play. So if the, in the California League, if that's accomplished, you know, check each of those boxes. It's it's a good thing. I, I I'm not I'm, I don't go to the game and say, boy, is this you know is this taking too long? I want to leave. You know, can we sing, take me out to the ballpark and then I got to beat the traffic? Yeah, doing. The I'm fifth not that inning. guy. No, either but am I. I. But I, I I want good baseball and I want exciting baseball. And if a guy's got a perfect game or no hitter going, better you know better yet, it, it, that's terrific too. But. You know, people. Uh, Tyler said, younger fans, younger demographic. Yep. They want they want more, and they want quicker, and they want and, and that's that's the future. And those are the people who are either going to invest in the game or not. And see, I don't think I think of all the rules. This is the one that I think would affect um, the game from the viewer standpoint less than the other ones, less than a guy on second base, yeah. less than some of the other ones. This one is just, you're getting the same thing. It's just a little bit quicker. It's baseball. Yeah. Just like, let's go. Yeah. They're, they're, don't don't step off the mound. Let's go. Yeah. A, you know, you, you, you had plenty of time to prep for this. Let's go. Whether you even come sure. out of the bullpen, you, you you know what your role is usually. Yeah. Right? And if, if not, you got a little thing in your pocket or in your hat that you're looking at because uh, they're all doing it better it not be spider tech. No, it better not be. And tweets yeah. by Jay said, hey, pitchers are pro players. It's ridiculous. They need signals from the dugout. I also see pitchers delaying pitch clocks by trying to pick off runners with low effort. I understand that. They're just trying to keep the guy close. Um, but then one of the rules that they used in the minor leagues this year was you can only throw over a certain number of times. Um, otherwise it'll be a balk or whatever the rule was. But I knew that they, they were trying to do that to eliminate those kind of things too. Stolen bases have basically been taken out of the game for the yes. most part. Yeah. It's, well, and here, Bill, and we talked about this months ago, Fred, you yeah. and I, Bill James also recommended that you get two foul pitches on, on the third strike. Right. You can't have, you know, 10 fouls 
and, and keep a 14 pitch uh, yeah. uh, at battle line. I don't like that. I don't either. Because sometimes the, the if if the guy's grinding up there and he's just getting enough on the uh, on the ball to follow it off and then he connects, he's earned that. Yeah, you know right? how exciting that gets when a guy yeah. starts falling off six pitches, Absolutely. seven pitches. It's awesome. And then the you're, the pitcher's getting worn out, so yep. it's it's up to him to make a pitch, yeah. right? That yep. the guy can't come close to hitting. Yeah, that's the way it is. Let's go uh, to Waukegan. And Mark, you're on ESPN 1000. Hey, Mark. Hey, how's it going? Going well. Um, good. I'm ca- I mean, I heard you guys talk before the break about, you know, having younger people kind of be more attracted to the game. And, I mean, I'm kind of trying to take that and, you know, grab it by the bull. I'm coaching my son. I'm on my way right now to coach his game. They're five to eight-year-olds right now. But... I mean, one thing that's got to go is the unwritten rules have got to go. This isn't like we're not back in the days. We love the we love the touchdown celebrations. We love the, you know, somebody makes a nasty dunk on somebody and everybody, the crowd goes wild. Like, mm-hmm. what? Oh, I, like, and, and me, I, I used to play, I, I played baseball my whole life. I pitched. So, I mean, if it, if it was bases loaded, full count, and I struck the guy out, I'm fist pumping. I'm yelling. I'm hyped going back to the dugout. Amen. So why can't you know? Why can't a uh, why can't uh, that's Bats kind of hypocritical? For, it's, it's hypocritical for pitchers to act that way. But you know, if somebody hits a home run. The next time he comes up, now you want to drill him. Like yeah, it's just no, those, you, those gotta go. And, and like, those are the know, things. Like, yeah, and, and Mark, those are all the things that people are are into too. I love. I've changed my mind completely. Absolutely. I've Absolutely. done. Yeah, Enjoy it. I, I mean, I the the bat flips from uh, who was Brian Goodwin had a bat flip uh, earlier this year. It it, it yeah. was it was similar to the Jose or to the um, Contreras um, bat flip from the Cubs. It, yeah. it had to go at least thirty feet in the air. I loved it. I thought it was awesome. Yeah, you should I celebrate. And then even then, like, bias. Like, I'm a White Sox fan. Uh-huh. But to be honest, I was a low-key, I didn't tell anybody, I was oh. a low-key Cubs fan. Like, yeah. cause they, were exci- <laughs> they were exciting to watch. You know, it, you know have, watching teams have fun, it's fun. So, hey, I, I'm having even more fun now seeing my Sox have fun. Yeah, hey, hey, no doubt. And, and thank God that you're out there coaching and managing. Keep that up. We yep. need more people like you. Thanks. Thanks, Mark. Of course. Have a, good yeah, one. have a good one. Yeah, perfect day for baseball if you're going to watch a game or if you are uh, going to coach a game. We go to Gary, Indiana, and uh, Kevin. You're on ESPN 1000. Hey, Kev. Hey, good morning, guys. What's All up? Right. Um, so I wanted to ask you about what you think about um, potential World Series matchups for this year based off the teams that are you know, likely to get in. So obviously the Sox are going to be playing Astros or – so what would be your favorite matchup? You know, what what do you think would be the least interesting and what would be the most Just for the World matchup? Series? Yeah, just for the World just Series. Just for the right? World Series, yes. Okay. Uh, go first, Brian. Well, I, I know we <laughs> we talked the last few weeks, the 538 had the Dodgers yeah. well ahead of the pack for everyone. They, they had a 30% chance uh, a week or two ago to win the World Series. Everyone else was down around 12 15%. Unfortunately, the White Sox are between five and seven percent. Have to double check to see what it is today. Are, you, are we just discounting what San Francisco's been doing and able to do out there? I know. Apparently, um, I, this is one of those crazy years. I mean, can St. Louis be that all of a sudden be a team that gets in and, and 
has done what they've done before, get in as a wild card, and Tony La Russa gets them in, in a winning World Series? I, I don't know. And, I mean, the Yankees, back in the wild card now, I guess Dodgers-Yankees would be something I'd love to see, right, just because. But I, can the Yankees kind of keep keep – I mean, they, they struggle against the likes of Cleveland and Baltimore, right? Yeah. And then they go on a tear and win 10 straight against the likes of the Red Sox, whatever. So – I guess I, I wouldn't mind seeing San Francisco or L.A., and I wouldn't mind seeing the Yankees. Or I love Tampa. No one seems to appreciate what goes on in Tampa year in, year out. I know. All they do is play good baseball. So. Yeah, they don't spend money. They play good baseball. No. And um, and no one pays attention down there either, no, unfortunately. No, they so. don't. 4,000, 5,000 people. It's, it's a joke. For the White Sox to get through the American League, if you got through the American League and made it to the World Series – you got to be exhausted getting through the Astros first and then one of the teams from the East, the Yankees, the Red Sox, or Tampa. I think if you played Boston, that'd be the easiest one for you, even though, you know, they took two out of three from them a week or so ago. But that, you know, that wasn't an easy series. Plus, you probably have a healthy Chris Sale unless he gets COVID for a third time. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and, and look, I mean, I would love to see the White Sox, but I, it, there's just been this, it's been two up and down, and it's been yeah. the bullpen's good, the bullpen's bad. The offense is there. The offense isn't. The defense is there. It's amazing. It speaks again to the division that they've had such an easy time of it. And I get they've overcome health issues that most teams haven't even you know seen. Right. But they they have to show me something these next in these final few weeks to to show me that they're firing on all cylinders because I don't I don't think it's the type of uh, team where you flip a switch and everything goes your way. And and even uh, Hendricks said it. A week or two ago, right? Yeah. The A's were playing better baseball. The White Sox came into that playoff series as a better team, but they weren't playing the better baseball. That's and right. They didn't get out of it. That's why at the end of the season here, you got the 11-game road trip, then you come home to wrap up the regular season. This is the time to, to make a statement. Everybody start playing well. Click on all cylinders going into Amen. the postseason. Yeah, that'd be fun to see. 312-332-3776. I promise we're going to get the Bears conversation. Bear fan Bob's on the phone. We're going to talk to him in a minute. We'll get to you, all of you when we come back after this on ESPN 1000. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is ESPN 1000. So the Bears and Bengals tomorrow along the lakefront, the first home game of the season. Hubner and Hanley here on ESPN 1000. And both of us came up with a uh, poll question. We were interested in finding out what you, the fans, think about. Brian, I'll give you, I'll give you mine first. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt Nagy keeps talking about getting David Montgomery the ball 20 times. And uh, the, the third play of the game, I think, offensively last week, he ran 41 yards. It's like, that's yeah, nice. And then he doesn't carry the ball for I don't know how long. Um, the question is, David Montgomery had 17 touches last week, 16 carries, uh, 108 yards, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, one reception. The question is, will he have more or less against the Bengals? You can go to our Twitter account, at ESPN1000, and vote on that one. Um, there was no reason to stop giving him the ball, I thought. Um, you know, But then when you fall behind, everybody, it, everybody when they get one or two touchdowns behind, they think you got to throw the ball. Nah, no, not unless there's like eight minutes left. Well then, good luck because yeah, I know. how many games do the Bears actually have a lead? <laughs> Start the game with a lead, and oh no, I mean if the other team, even if the other team has a yeah. lead by fourteen, because you score, make a stop, score again, you're tied. Yeah. I mean, you just and, and that actually leads into your question because 
they didn't seem like they were going to stop uh, Matthew Stafford or any of the receivers the other day. Well, I, I'm, I'm sure you saw this. I was talking uh, to Mark Zander about this last uh, week. I, I knew we should have been worried, much more worried maybe than I even was, when he said that he immersed himself in tape on Matthew Stafford when he thought they they were going to make a play before you know he's traded to the Rams. Right. He just he watched pretty much every snap he could watch on Matt Stafford. And he said going into it, he thought he's, you know, pretty decent, solid quarterback. You know, obviously was drafted high, paid like he was a pro bowler all those years in Detroit, had bad teams around him. But after watching all those all those snaps and all that video, he said, Boy, is this guy underrated. Now think about that. Yeah. So he was he was a little nervous when the Rams got the got the jump on him and, and made that deal. When Kyle Shanahan knows what he's looking at and says Matt Stafford is underrated, and now we should see even more, uh, you know, the the best uh, Matt Stafford available. Right. I knew we we're in trouble. And well, guess what? No one had the Bears winning that game, right? No, nobody. Nobody did. But that doesn't erase this, the the you know storylines within the game. The defense being horrific, um, not throwing, not, not even testing the Rams defense. And I get it. That that defense has only given up four TD passes of, of ten yards or more, four times since the beginning of last season. So you just concede we can't do that. So we're not going to throw past fifteen yards. We're just going to dink and dunk, as as Matt Nagy said the other day. That seemingly was a game plan to the point where he had his own you know own players saying we just we you know we run the plays we were called and I'm not we played right in their hands. And guess right. what? You played right in their hands. So yeah. I, you just okay. Well, they don't allow. Passes beyond 10 yards. Let's not do that. Good luck. So no one had him win in that game, but the game was 13 to 7 at one point, right? Yep. And Chris Collinsworth said, ah, tip pass, uh, interception, whatever. And I'm like, what? What? What do you mean tip pass? It's in the end zone. Yeah. It can't happen. You know, that's when you had a game on your hands and you could have been, it could have been a much different. You know, there's nothing worse than marching downfield on the opening drive and, and not coming getting up what, empty. Yeah, no points. Yeah, I mean everybody, uh, and I'm sure half the guys on the Bears were deflated after they got nothing after marching the ball downfield, looking really good. Opening night, national TV, everything yeah. else, brand new stadium, all that stuff. And, and by the way, the the Justin Fields is the guy who gets you down there. Let's bring Andy Dalton in there to tip pass interception, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the other poll question is. Which play caller are you more concerned with, Matt Nagy or Sean Desai? And uh, Sean Desai probably didn't realize he was going to be, you know, in the news as much as he is. But when you take oh. over a defense that's supposed to actually be able to tackle people and play well, and you don't do either one in the opening game on national television, you got a lot to answer for after the first week. Yeah, huge plays, mental lapses, brain farts, whatever you want. And I, I mean, I laughed out loud when Matt Nagy's, well, you know, well, we got to talk to Sean. It was his first time calling plays, and, you know, he'll get better. <laughs> I'm like, really? Really? Yeah. His his first, I mean, and I, I, look, I was as disappointed as anyone in that defense. I also wasn't as sold on this defense as other people. We've talked about the secondary forever, right? Right, right. And who who are these guys? And God bless Jalen and all. They're second-year guys. And you're, that, that secondary was a question mark going in, and it's more of a question mark coming out. But, I mean, when Matt Nagy, don't worry, Sean's going to get better. Okay, are you going to get better? Come on. 
Right, and that's the question because and, and I was listening to Waddle the other day, and Waddle, uh, I think it was Waddle and Sylvie yesterday, and Waddle made a lot of sense and was very positive. If you're th- if you're a Bears fan looking at this game, he said because Matt Nagy did not call a great game in the opener, and that's not a surprise. But this one should be called differently because the Bengals secondary is not what the Rams secondary is. The Bengals D line not what the Rams D-line is. The Bears should be able to do things and more or less have their way with the offense that we are expecting to see. Be it Andy Dalton or whatever. I'm not going to get into the argument when is Justin Fields going to start. It's just, you know, who cares? We have to deal right now with what's what we what the Bears have. Right. And it doesn't matter. We can complain all we want, but you've got to try to see what they can do with Andy Dalton. And you've got David Montgomery. You have some of the other uh, wide receivers. But not throwing the ball downfield was the most aggravating thing and frustrating thing. It looked like the John Shoup offense back in yeah. the day. Mm-hmm. It really did. When you're throwing little swing passes to a receiver and you're expecting the mere bird to block a, a, one of these safeties, it's like, come on, what, what yeah, are you doing? To say we'll get yards after the catch. Yeah. That, yeah. How about it's easier to get the uh, yards through the air. Through the air, right. Yeah. yeah, on the catch. Yeah. yeah. And look, to your question, the Bengals last year, 29th in rush defense, 31st in yards per attempt allowed. So you could gash that run defense. Right. And everyone did. Yep. Week one, whatever stock you put into it, Dalvin Cook of Minnesota, 61 yards on twenty one car- on twenty carries. Are they improved? Are the Vikings offensive line, which looks a lot like the Bears offensive line, they, they've tried to right. improve it this year, but it, it's certainly a work in progress. So I don't know if that's which, which one you hang your hat on. The yeah. Bengals still can't stop the run, and, and Montgomery should be able to do what he wants to do. Or they're a better run defense, certainly, than bottom of the barrel like last year. Yep. Uh, We're coming to you guys. We're talking Bears. We're taking the calls when we come back two minutes after this on ESPN 1000.